0: Human beings are of the earth. We are born of the earth and we return to the earth when we die. Genesis speaks of humankind being created from the dust of the earth and on Ash Wednesday we remember this with the words from dust you came and to dust you will return as we place the ashen cross on our foreheads. And finally, we rely on the earth for our survival. The earth feeds us, clothes us, shelters us and provides us with the air and water we need. When we recognize how deeply connected we are with the earth, we cannot deny that it is essential to include in our worship of God the earth which is our divinely created God-given home. And along with our planet, we also need to include the other God-created, God-beloved and God-imaged creatures that share it with us. Hello everyone. And welcome to the Progressive Worship Podcast from SacredEyes.com, where we explore all the ways that our worship shapes and defines our lives. I'm John, and today I'm beginning a new series that will run through September and that will explore how creation teaches us to worship God more wholeheartedly and authentically. In this first episode, I will explore three principles that we can use to allow a creation-centered approach to deepen and enrich our worship and spirituality. Before we jump in, please rate this podcast and share it as widely as possible. It really helps others to learn about the Progressive Worship podcast so that they can benefit from the work of Sacred Eyes too. And make sure that you subscribe in your favourite podcast app so that you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you would like a written transcript of this podcast, with more detail and practical suggestions for applying these principles in your life and church, then please head over to the Eyes Patreon page and sign up. You'll get access to the full version of this podcast, patron-only content, and exclusive patron-only discounts on premium Eyes resources. You'll find the link in the description. Thank you so much. We are finally in September. In South Africa, everything changes on the first day of September, because for us, it is spring day. The long cold winter is finally over, and we can feel the return of the warm sunny days we love. In the north, of course, the opposite is true. Autumn has arrived, and the first touches of winter's cold are making themselves known. For those in the north, This time of year often includes harvest festival celebrations, and for those of us in the South, our worship may include a season of creation where we honour the life that is emerging around us in our world. Most human cultures through history have included seasonal festivals and earth-centred rituals in their religious and spiritual practices, and yet many expressions of the Christian faith are disconnected from the earth and its creatures. Worship tends to distance us from the world, and some Christians even believe that it is sinful and idolatrous to honor the earth. It is worshiping creation over the Creator, and it's all going to be destroyed in the end, or so they say. But human beings are of the earth. We are born of the earth, and we return to the earth when we die. Genesis speaks of humankind being created from the dust of the earth, and on Ash Wednesday, we remember this with the words, From dust you came, and to dust you will return, as we place the ash and cross on our foreheads. And finally, we rely on the earth for our survival. The earth feeds us, clothes us, shelters us, and provides us with the air and water we need. When we recognize how deeply connected we are with the earth, we cannot deny that it is essential to include in our worship of God the earth, which is our divinely created God-given home. And along with our planet, we also need to include the other God-created, God-beloved and God-imaged creatures that share it with us. And that's why, for the month of September, I want to explore what it means to worship with in and through creation, and why this should be a non-negotiable aspect of our worship, not just sometimes, but all the time. Let's begin with some foundational principles that can help us to come to terms with how we can connect more deeply with creation in general and in our worship. I'm going to borrow these ideas from Michael Dowd and his wonderful audio series which came out in 2011 called The Advent of Evolutionary Christianity. You can still listen to the recordings on SoundCloud. I'll put the link in the description. Principle 1. A deep time view of creation history. To include creation in our worship and allow our worship to be transformed and enriched by the cosmos, we need to acknowledge that the universe is 14 billion years old. Creation did not happen about 6,000 years ago and human beings were not there from the start. We are very late arrivals to the creation party. When we accept a 14 billion year old cosmos, we also accept that it is not human beings that make the universe valuable, meaningful and sacred. Since humans were absent for most of creation's history, we have to recognize that God was present and at work in the universe long before we came along, and that means that it all has meaning and it is all sacred, without reference to us. Principle 2. Evidence as Divine Communication I like to connect this second principle with the Celtic view of creation as the second Bible. Essentially, The principle of evidence as divine communication is saying that we learn about God, salvation, eternity, ourselves, and life through reading the earth and the cosmos as much as we read the written scriptures in the Bible. God speaks through creation, through the fossil record, and through the creatures that inhabit our planet. Psalm 19 declares that the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of His hands, and Psalm 24 assures us that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. So even our Bible testifies that God speaks through creation. And a wonderful book that showed me how powerful it can be to connect with the earth in this way is Annie Dillard's Pulitzer Prize winning Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. If you haven't read it yet, I really encourage you to do so. Principle three, a global perspective. As human beings, it is tempting to limit our vision to ourselves, our family, our tribe or our country. But as Ken Wilber teaches, authentic spirituality shifts us from an egocentric perspective to an ethnocentric perspective, to a world-centric perspective, to a cosmocentric centric perspective. This means we cannot follow Jesus without growing into a global and even a universal understanding and experience of God, ourselves, others and the earth, including its creatures, plants, waters, air, rocks and soils. From a global perspective, we are able to see that all is one, everything is interconnected and God is in it all. As the Apostle Paul said as he preached to the Athenians in Acts 17.28, in God we live and move and have our being. And Psalm 139 reminds us that there is nowhere we can go where God's Spirit is not. This global perspective then changes how we relate to other people and to our planet. As John Shelby Spong wrote, God is not a Christian. God is not a Jew or a Muslim or a Hindu or a Buddhist. All of those are human systems which human beings have created to try to help us walk into the mystery of God. I honour my tradition. I walk through my tradition. But I don't think my tradition defines God. I think it only points me to God. If we are to adopt this creation-centered approach to our world and to our faith, Then we need to allow it to teach us how to join the worship of the cosmos. We need these three principles that we've been exploring today to filter into and influence our liturgies, hymnody, prayers, rituals and preaching. In the full Patreon version of this post, I explore what it looks like and what the impact can be when we frame our worship with these three creation-centered principles in mind. So if you want to explore these ideas more deeply, and consider how to apply them practically in your community, then head over to Patreon and sign up. Creation-centered worship is not idolatry or worshipping creation in place of the Creator. It is to connect more deeply with the Creator in the only way we can, through our created world and its wisdom, and through our own God-created bodies, hearts and minds. It is not to replace God with the cosmos. It is to recognize the cosmos as a divine incarnation and to allow the universe to reveal God to us as it was always meant to. And that, as much as anything else we might do, is to worship in spirit and truth as Jesus called us to. Next week, we continue exploring creation-centered worship as we talk about worshipping in creation, what that means, how we do it, and how it can enrich the worship services in our sanctuaries. But that's all I have for this week. Thank you for listening, and may your worship define your life. I'll catch you next time.